Welcome to Back on Track with your host, Troy Track Select. Welcome back to the show, man. Glad to have you. Now this week, shoot, we're back in the new year. Happy New Year. Out from 2020 into 2021. Or should I say 2020 to remix? We already started off absolutely insane out here in the States. I just feel like I need to bring that to your attention. A few people went to the White House yesterday. Yes, yesterday. No, two days ago. And uh, just broke up in there. No issue. I don't really have much to say on it right now. I just felt like I needed to say something about it uh, or just bring it up. Anyway, though, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021, man. The show's made it to the next year. And uh, I want to start this week off with some a little different, something a little more formal for the first week. And we're going to call this state of the game. We're just going to talk about the state of music. Uh, more specifically for me, since a lot of the artists I happen to talk about this time around were R&B artists and rap artists, more rap artists specifically, though. I'll be honest, in the last year, I didn't listen to a lot of um, new music. Actually, that's kind of how this came about. One of my friends was asking me about, you know, what's what are you going to put in your what are you going to put in your top 10? You know, what are your top 10 albums for 2020? Everybody's got their best albums of the year list. And here I am. You know, nobody's ever really asked me like that before, but especially since now I have this podcast kind of responsible for doing things like that. And uh, he asked me, he said, hey, you know, what are your what's your top 10 list? And I said, I don't I don't know. I said, and I had to be honest with him. I hadn't listened to enough music or enough new music in 2020 to even have a top 10 list. Um, I definitely have some albums that I spent some time with that were new that came out in the year 2020. And I had some that I listened to all the way through, some that I listened to, got a little distracted. So I felt that wasn't appropriate and I definitely couldn't make up for that time in you know, the small time span I had when I was making this episode. So what I'm going to do instead is talk about the state of music, the state of the rap game, uh, and the state of a little bit of R&B instead. And I think that'll be a little more fun because I can actually talk about that uh, because I know a little bit more about it. So disclaimer before I even start this, because I know some of y'all are going to get on my nerves. Um, there are some artists that I'm not going to be bringing up, and that's not on purpose. It's just these are the artists that I know about and have seen a lot from you know either the timeline or I personally look out for them whenever they drop new music. So you know if you get mad because I didn't bring up this person's project or that person's project or this person's album or this person's single, it's no slight to them. I just didn't listen to it or wasn't paying much attention to them. Or, you know, I might not like them like that and their style just might not be for me. Anyway, that's basically what we're going to be doing this episode. So I'm going to name an artist. I'm going to talk about um, some of the stuff they did either in that year or sorry, in 2020 or just kind of a little bit of their story leading up to it. And then I'm going to suggest some things that I hope they do or feel they should do that'll uh, really help improve their music, something I'd like to see them do anyway, if they want to improve it to me, in my humble opinion. All right, let's go ahead and start. So 
first thing, it's a super exciting time for female hip hop right now. We've always had to choose between, you know, one rapper who we've known for like the past 10 years and has dominated the, I don't want to say the female rap industry because that's disrespectful. Um, I'm talking about Nicki Minaj. So just to get that out of the way, of course, you guys knew that's who I was talking about for the long time. That's the only female rapper we could listen to who was in the mainstream. Of course, there have always been female rappers who were in the underground who just couldn't pop for whatever reason out of that bubble. But for like the last 10 or so years, we've been forced to only have Nicki Minaj as our one rapper who was a woman. And that's sad because I'm sure there are way, way, way more. I'm going to make sure I listen to more women rap going into women rapping going into 2021. Hopefully more pop and give me something to listen to. Um, But yeah, Nicki Minaj has been this dominating the rap industry forever, you know, and I I think that needs, that deserves praise on its own because, you know, she figured out a way to rap and get those pop music sales too, because really she was releasing double albums, one where she was rapping and, and one where she was singing. And that's masterful. Her ability to do that is probably unmatched by anybody Except Drake, you know, Um, I mean, I can't think of too many other rappers who were really getting that pop money to the same equivalent that Nicki Minaj was. And really, Drake wasn't doing that all the way. I mean, Drake is so big, he's being played on everybody. But someone who's doing like true pop stuff, I would say Nicki Minaj was was doing that more so than he was. Anyway, though, um, Yeah, so now we have way more female rappers that we get to choose from. Um, But Nicki Minaj was definitely someone who has just amazed everyone. Been on the top of the list, getting all the awards, getting all the BET awards, getting all the Grammy nominations, getting all the Grammy nods. Uh, And as a woman who can come up and not just dominate the female side of the industry, she dominated the industry, period. There doesn't need to be in, you know, an asterisk there. Um, she's bigger than most, most rappers right now. I mean, the only people who had bigger names than her uh, is Drake. You know, maybe Wayne just because he'd been here for a long time. Jay-Z. But those are all superstar names. That's like saying, you know, putting LeBron next to Kobe, next to Michael Jordan, next to Magic. It's just they're all big names. So, but look, think about all the NBA names that you don't even know about, don't hear about, or lesser names that you're like, you can't compare those two. So shout out to Nicki Minaj. It's really an incredible feat to be able to do what she's done as a rapper, but also as a rapper who is a woman. But now we have so many more people to choose from um, or women to choose from if we want to listen to that. You know, you've got probably one of my Probably my favorite, uh, the City Girls. You've got Meg The Stallion. You've got Cardi B. Um, you've got Mulatto. Is so many that I can name right here. You've got Doja Cat, kind of, because she's 
she's kind of like Nicki, a rapper, also a pop star artist. So it's like you don't just have to choose one. For a long time, we were just forced. We'd have to put them up in a beef. Um, unfortunately, when Meg and not sorry, not Meg, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, when Cardi B was first coming up, we tried to pit her against Nicki Minaj for made up reasons. I don't even understand why they were beefing. Um, and it's really just hearsay. I don't think anyone actually did anyone wrong. I think it was just there were enough people talking where it seemed like somebody slighted someone. And unfortunately, the two women got caught up in it. But, you know, whatever. So I'm going to talk about the City Girls. And the reason I like the City Girls, because they are real thugs. They'll fight you in the club. JT is a convicted felon. She was in federal custody. Plus, the story of the city girls is interesting, and that's really what music and this show are about. You know, of course, I love music, but it's really more about the stories that are in it than anything. JT, uh, so city girls are coming up. And they're hot in the streets. The women love them. The men are trying to hate them. Doesn't matter, though. They're blowing up. They're always on the TL. They're doing numbers. These two girls from Florida, uh, Miami specifically, kind of. So they blow up. They get hot. They're about to pop. And boom, JT goes to jail. Now, what's most interesting about that is she goes to jail for about a year. Um, and unfortunately, she is the real rapper of the group. Supposedly, she wrote all the songs and the verses, and Young Miami would just kind of rap the verses she gives to her, because Young Miami didn't even really want to rap. She was just, she just wanted to hang out with her friend, which is so sweet. Uh, shout out to her. They're super close. But yeah, so, you know, she's just hanging with her friend and choosing to rap with her, but... Again, JT goes to jail. They decide to uh, wrap a bunch of verses, get as much hype as they possibly can and try to you know, have a continuous stream of music being put out once JT is in jail for basically a year. She went, she surrendered um, herself June 25th, 2018. And I don't know if that means she went to jail that day per se, but whatever. And then she gets out October 11th, 2019. And yeah, so she goes to jail. Uh, And just so if you didn't know, JT goes to jail for basically scamming. I think she went to jail specifically for some credit card fraud, um, racking up, you know, a little over a thousand dollars the time that she was caught. I I don't imagine I imagine she's got more money than that at different points, but that doesn't matter. So, yeah, JT goes to jail for a little while and leaves young Miami, who didn't even want to rap by herself uh, out here in the wild, in the game. And so young Miami is this is monumental and it's monumental because she has to carry the city girl's name on her back. Until JT gets back at the most pivotal time of their career, they're popping. It's kind of time for them to release an album of some sort or a project. And your star player is gone for whatever reason. 
this, I wanted to come up with an analogy for this, and I think the best one, at least the best one I could think of at the time, is this is Isaiah Thomas from the Detroit Pistons keeping the Detroit Pistons in the finals when he rolls his ankle and he has to knock down 11 more points just to keep them in the game. One of the best performances we've ever seen from a player. Except the difference is Young Miami is not a star player. Young Miami is a bench player, comes off the bench, and instead of rolling an ankle, she's pregnant. Unexpectedly, of course. Uh, I mean, really incredible. Plus, they changed the whole culture with the word period. You've heard every single woman use that just like they use. Of course, you you know, we're saying things like, you know, and that's the end, period. But no, 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 no. JT in Miami used the word period as an exclamation at the end of their sentences, and they changed the game. Just like YOLO, and even though we ran that into the ground, just like Swag ran that into the ground, but period, again, they just changed it. It, it means something different now than it did before. Uh, and that's amazing. As someone who just came out the game, you've already changed the culture in a very significant way. Yeah. So Young Miami is able to keep the name afloat somehow by, you know, doing little guest verses here and there until JT gets back and gets out of jail, drops a first day out verse, and the city girls are hot again, which they never left, I'd like to say. A lot of y'all, I remember talking to people, a lot of people doubted. They were like, oh, they're going to be played out by the time we get, you know, JT gets out. Oh, there's no way they're going to be able to come back. And I don't understand why y'all was talking like that. A lot of y'all be hate. Get a sip of this water. A lot of y'all be hating for no reason. Because they came back. You know, I remember a lot of you guys might be forgetting that this just, you know, this didn't necessarily come out in 2020. But um, act up, twerk with uh, uh, Cardi B. Those were huge moments, and that let, kept them afloat until JT gets back. JT gets back, drops her freestyle, and they're hot again, popping, like they never left. And so I took some time you know, researching for this podcast. I go and listen to, um, act, or not act up, but I go and listen to the album they released in 2020. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Just my mic, boy. Trying to remember what it's called. I'm gonna look it up. On Lock, I think. The album is called The City On Lock. Yeah, okay. And they've got Kitty Talk up there, super hot single that everybody loves. The song isn't called Kitty Talk. I imagine you can guess what it's really called. I'm centering myself. So, um, and that was a great moment. So, I'm not really understanding why you guys were hating so much. But I listened to the album, and it's good. I mean, the thing that's different, this is why it's so important to have different perspectives. Women rapping is different than men rapping because, I don't know, I think a lot of men were, mm, 
intimidated by artists like City Girls and Cardi B because they talk about sex and, you know, using their bodies to their advantage, as well as other things. But they talk about those two things. I think it hurts men because more women can, I don't want to say scam men, but, um, you know, get more men to do what they want, pay for things. More women can do what the city girls talk about in their songs than men can do what Future is talking about or what Drake is talking about or what any major male artist talking about, Migos, all that, because they don't have the money to do what those men are talking about. They don't have the influence. They don't have the power. But a woman can go and, and do what City Girls talking about right now. And not every woman, of course, but way more women can do that than men can be a real thug and go out in the streets and get in shootouts and stuff. Most of y'all are not doing that because y'all not built like that. But moving on, I love City Girls because they are real thugs. JT was in federal custody. She was, she has a felony charge. Could not vote in this most recent election. They'll fight you in the club and they love each other. They will go to war over each other. So that's why they're impressive. I love them because they, they talk about, they will slap you. They'll shoot you. My my man got the Draco in the car. He'll come and shoot you too. Baby Glock in the purse. It's, it's always a fun time. And that's why I like it. It ain't none sweet, none of that love stuff. I don't need that. What I need you to do is threaten and execute on those threats. And that's why they're fun. Uh, next artist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that they just continue to do the same thing. I hope they never change. I don't know how they could get any bigger right now. But I just if they just keep that up, keep the same attitude Keep the same. I'm a boss. You know, I'm the best thing you've ever seen. He's going to spend all this money on me. I'm taking flights. I'm buying new shoes. I'm buying new cars. I'm riding around in new cars. And I'm going to get it how I live. I don't think they really need to change much of anything. Because um, JT be spending bars. Young Miami got hot versus. I don't know if she wrote them. But honestly, we're past that. A lot of you guys complaining that... Um, you know, Young Miami doesn't write her verses or maybe even JT doesn't write her verses because we know on ACT UP, Lil Yachty was responsible for a lot of those verses. But we know we're past that. You know why? Because when Drake had his beef with um, with Meek Mill and Meek Mill called him out for using other people writing his verses, you guys didn't care. So we obviously don't care about who writes the verse anymore. We just care about if the song sounds hot when it gets out here. And that's the truth. Unfortunately, though, their friend, Meg Thee Stallion, I don't, I don't feel the same with her. They rap about basically the same stuff. They're definitely very much in the same niche, um, same lane that Trina created. It's a shame. Trina should have been so much bigger, but I guess the world wasn't ready yet. Um but Meg, I don't know what the issue is, why I don't like her as much. I definitely like a lot of her songs. Well, some of her songs, I liked Captain Hook. Um, I liked her guest verse on Cardi B's WAP. Uh, I like a lot of stuff she does. Well, 
a decent amount, but not nearly as much as I like the City Girls, and I guess that's just preference. I don't know what she could possibly do to change, because she sounds, well, she gets her inspiration from Southern artists like UGK, so I'm not really getting what the, her deal is for me, because she can definitely rap, rap a lot better than most people right now, but something about her I'm just not able to put my hand on, why I don't like her as much. Anyway, next artist I want to talk about is 21 Savage. And it's funny because I never considered myself a fan of 21 Savage or a 21 Savage fan. But when I really looked at it, I found that I was listening to a lot of his stuff uh, ever since he came out with Red Ops. That was the first track that he had really put out. But ever since he came out, or not really put out, but got hot off of and that everybody was listening to. At least that's how I came up on him. Um, you know, after that, I found myself, whenever he'd have a guest first, I'd want to listen to it. Whenever he had a new little EP or something, I had to go listen to it. I don't know. Kind of crazy how that happens, but at first, I didn't consider myself a fan. And he has a crazy story. First off, he puts out Red Ops, Slaughter Gang-ish, Murder Gang-ish, and I was very concerned when he first came out because he started to turn thin. And of course, his name is 21 Savage. He's supposed to be. He's not supposed to be civil. He's supposed to be threatening. He's supposed to be menacing. He's supposed to be cold blooded. And and I and I thank him for that. But he comes out and he starts changing him and Meek Mill and a couple other artists were kind of starting to change the narrative of what murder was. They started to make it seem like if you ain't killed nobody, you a punk. You ain't done nothing. And I was scared that we was in the club saying, you know, slaughter gang ish, murder gang ish. Because uh, I was like, ooh, I don't like the implications of where this might start going. We might start shooting even more. But whatever, right? So he comes out with Red Ops, and then not too long after that, he um, he gets a what's the word? A project that um, Metro Metro Boomin produces, which is a uh, Savage Mode, the first one, and then he gets you know some songs with Future on there. I mean, it's a lot of tracks that he he had that I loved. Uh, where is it? Uh, I guess I didn't put the name, but X and No Heart. Sorry, X with Future and No Heart. That's just him. Super cold blooded lines in there. Um, talks about the evolution of him, you know, getting in trouble in high school. Well, middle school, high school, and then just staying in the streets in general. Then, you know, we've got the whole without warning, the collab with uh, Offset, I think it was. One of the Migos, but I'm pretty sure it was Offset. Super cold-blooded album. We get, um, but what I really want to, we get I Am Greater Than I Was, which we got some bangs on there. That's probably my favorite. I don't know. It's between Savage Mode 2 and I Am Greater Than I Was, my favorite um, and most listened to 21 Savage songs. But what I really want to talk about is what he did this past year with Savage Mode 2. Now, one of the most, you know, of course, Savage Mode 2, 
basically a the sequel to Savage Mode with Metro Woman producing all the tracks, but the most the thing that had me most intrigued about it was that Morgan Freeman is just as big a part of this project as Metro Boomin and 21 Savage are. He does these interludes between the tracks, kind of connecting the entire thing in this big theme. Uh, and of course, you know, Morgan Freeman, legendary actor, but of course, everyone loves his voice. And just being able to have, I don't know, add that extra layer made it really seem like a, a movie. And that's really all I can say about it. Amazing project. I hope 21 keeps up the same level of production and focus that he's been able to do for the last few years, honestly. It's really amazing. And you have the story of him getting deported to Britain. We didn't even know. We thought he was a ATL native. Nope. Turns out, born in the UK, I said Brit, but born in the UK, comes to the US, literally has to, can't get a license, can't go to college, or at least get financial aid, because he's not a citizen here. And he's still low-key dealing with that right now, but we see the evolution of him. He comes from street thug for real, starts getting his finances in order, no more buying chains, He's talking about ownership. It's an incredible journey. And I hope he just keeps up this level of performance uh, and level of focus and level of production, level of lyrical ability in his raps for the, you know, for until he wants to decide to retire. It's going to be pretty hard to top Savage Mode 2 for me, though. I'll be honest. I I have no idea what he's going to do on his next project, but all I can ask is that he stays just as cold-blooded, just as menacing, just as ugly and nasty um, as he's always been, unforgiving as he's always been. Just don't turn soft on me, man. Let's see here. I would say he could work on some of his hooks and somehow make them more catchy. I don't know how he's going to do that for me, though. Okay. Next artist is a absolute monster in the industry, has been just this mountain, this colossus for like the last 10 years, and that's Drake, man. One of the most, I don't know, universal names, not just in rap, but in music all over the world right now. At this point in his career, I honestly, I don't know where he can go. I feel like the best thing he can do now is release something really personal. That's always been my biggest complaint with Drake is that nothing seems really personal for him. And what I mean by that is we get glimpses and glances into his life. We get pieces of the puzzle, but we never get to see the full picture. I think the greatest example of this is, or analogy for this is, with Drake, we get amazing trailers. Possibly they tell you a little too much, but we get amazing trailers. You know what? Drake is cinematic. Drake is, he gives us trailers, but never gives us a full length feature film. That's what I mean by that. I mean, 
we see, you know, we know he had issues with his dad. And at some point, I think his dad went to jail. Um, but we never get it. And we've probably gotten enough pieces in the, you know, plethora of albums and music that he's given us to be able to piece a story together. But we've never been able to get that in a single project and understand what's going on. We always get random names that we've heard um you know, multiple times throughout the year. So we definitely have some homies that be around, like Chubb and, of course, Forty. Uh, but we just get these random names and random situations and random faces, but we never seem to get a whole scene to understand what happened or what pushed Drake to this. We just get general snubs and and, and light storytelling or, or kind of detailed stuff, but just nothing. I never understand what's really going on. All his situations seem so extremely vague. Uh, to appeal to as many people as he possibly can. And I wish it wasn't like that. That's really my only complaint about Drake. I think the best thing that he could do right now with this album that's supposed to be coming out this month, I think it's called Certified Lover Boy. I hope, I, I doubt he's going to do it, but I hope he gives us a 444. Give us a 444, man. Be detailed. Give us a personal story, how it affected you. Talk about fatherhood. Talk about raising your son. Talk about the pusher beef and how that really went and happened and how that affected you. You know, we heard you mention it on Scorpion, but clearly it very deeply affected you. And I don't want to say you just hurt your feelings, but I mean, it, it canceled a rollout deal. It told us your son's identity. Now your son's all, I mean, you, you rarely post pictures, but your son's on the TL. We know he exists before we didn't know that. Talk about that. man. Talk about your relationship with your baby mama. Talk about how you even met her, how that stuff happened. If, if you want to get that detailed in it, but that's what I'm asking. I just really want to get a real story. I want to get Drake's story, not Drake's story that I can relate to and pretend it's me. I want to know it's you we're talking about. All right. Will this be Drake's last album? I don't think so. Um, I think it could be his second to last. I think the one after this one might be or possibly, you know, this the one. So basically three more albums, Um, because, I mean, what does Drake really what more does he have to tell us? What more does he have to go into? But whenever he does do his last album, I'm sure it'll be some huge rollout. Um, for it, so I I doubt this is it. It's not going to be no surprise drop. Okay, I'm sure it'll feel like Kobe retiring. We'll get a whole documentary, you know, and everything with a whole. It'll be a big roll credits moment. That's what I think. Right. Next person on the list. And this one's cheating a little bit because I'm talking about a label and not one single artist, but I'm going to mention Griselda. If you don't know who Griselda is, they are a trio of Benny the Butcher, Conway the Machine, and West Side Gun. And they have quickly become one of my favorite labels in the entire rap sphere, um, some of my favorite artists in the entire rap sphere. Um, yeah, and it might be cheating, but what you gonna do, huh? Nothing. Okay, next, first artist is Minnie Butcher. That He's actually the first in the trio I even came into contact with. My first introduction with him 
was in 2019. Um, but it was with his project Plugs. I met specifically with the, I guess, single uh, with Pusha T. Pusha T called 18 Wheeler. Pusha T is one of my favorite artists. That's how the reason I clicked on the song at all. Great verse. I listened to the whole thing. And it was a breath of fresh air because it was, we're kind of, it was no filler. Whole project, it's not very long. It's like 30, 30 odd minutes. Um, but it was just tracks about ways to distribute, produce, and hide cocaine. And that's all I want to hear from you. I don't want to hear nothing positive. A lot of street rappers feel this need to put, you know, the love song on there. They got to sing and you don't have to do that. Just give me the hard bars and I'll be satisfied. Same thing with his homies. Uh, West Side Gun and Conway the Machine both put out projects that I've listened to and enjoyed very much. But I do have to admit that Benny is my favorite and the one I pay the most attention to. But um, Benny put out in 2020 uh, Burden of Proof. Um, I think, let, let me make sure. I, I'd want to give them their props for sure. West Side Gun. West Side Gun. I think he put out something about Harris. West Side Gun put out. Um, who made this show shine? That seems new. Wow, he put out a lot of projects this year. Pray for Paris is the one I want to talk about, though. That one went well. You know, great album. And same thing for uh, Conway the Machine. I want to make sure I'm getting these titles in right. He put out From a King to a God. All amazing projects. You know, we don't have to get a whole lot of filler. Just dealing drugs. That's all I want to hear. I want to hear about felony charges. Felony cases. I want to hear about extortion. I want to hear about violence. It's an experience, man. I don't want to hear nothing positive. All right. So, you know, that's all I ask. When I was listening to their stuff and I'm rolling through the, you know, I got my head on a swivel looking around. I don't know who about to get me. That's how I want to feel. I want to feel the paranoia of the street hustler. Yeah, man, that's all I want. And as long as they continue to do that, which I think they will, give us the same hard production. They did go a little more mainstream with these last projects. I think Benny the Butcher does it the best, in my opinion, from what I've heard. Because like I said, I didn't listen to a ton of new projects this um, this year or this past year. But you know, I, I really appreciate the dirty production from the earlier stuff, but this is cool, too. As long as you can keep up that same project, keep that same menacing feeling, that same eerie feeling that you guys were able to produce, then I'm happy. Let's see. Who else? Uh, da, 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 da. Next person. Oh, yeah, sure. Next person is Kendrick Lamar. I'm surprised. Kendrick is coming out with something this year, I hope and pray. I'm pretty sure, though, because there were lots of rumors for his project last year. And I don't think we're going to have to wait too much longer. It's It's got to be coming out this year, especially since 
it's been really quiet on the TDE front for the past year. Anyway, only thing we've been getting is reason. We finally got some new scissor stuff, though. Finally got some good singles that I appreciate. Um, and they're good. I really enjoy them. So it's not going to be too much longer. So uh, Kendrick puts out something, of course, you know, last project he put out was Damn, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was good. I don't think Kendrick ever puts out a bad album. It's definitely not my favorite. Um, probably my least favorite out of his major releases so far. Um, but that's cool. I don't know what to ask from Kendrick. We all know what he's done. He's already dropped, in my opinion, a minimum of two classic albums for hip hop. And they were his second and third album. So I don't know where he can go from here. He's talked about going down a rock route. He's talked about singing on some of his albums. So look, this might not even be a rap album that comes out next. We have no idea, which is why it's hard to be able to ask or try to ask for Kendrick, you know, ask him to do something because all his projects have been so different. I don't really know where I want him to go. Um, all I can ask is that he brings the bars. He brings that very fluid flow that he usually does bring. And we'll see where it goes. I'm excited to see what it can possibly be. But it's hard to guess. He's been an enigma. He's been very much um, in out of the spotlight. You don't see him all the time. You don't see him in the news very often. He doesn't go out in the public very often, it seems like anyway. So we'll see what ends up happening. Keep you in the streets for that. Really, I don't have anyone else that I have to bring up, but I am going to bring up Trey Songs and Chris Brown. Can someone tell Chris Brown to stop releasing 56 track albums, please? No one wants to hear all of that. No one wants to listen to all of that. Maybe it's because he wants to get into every single bag he can possibly get in that we know he's able to do. He's able to do the pop stuff very well. He's able to do the techno stuff that was or the EDM stuff that was going crazy in the clubs for a while. He's able to do the super R&B stuff. He's able to do the ballads. He's able to do the bedroom ballads. He's able to do the nice hot single. He's able to even do kind of the rap tracks a little bit. But what I want to hear from you and Trey songs is just give us the ballads, man. Just give us the nice R&B stuff that you came up off of. Even if it was a short little eight track, you know, uh, EP or something. I don't know. But just give us something nice. Just give us something soft. I don't have to listen to a two. I can't listen to your two and a half hour. Man. I'm not going to do it because it's just not good enough. It doesn't. I don't know. Trey Songz needs to go back to the ballads, too. He's been trying to follow the wave of hip hop and all that. And I'm sure some of his fans really appreciate it. But I miss the passion, pain and pleasure days. And I know my friends are tired of hearing me say that, but I'm going to keep saying it until either Trey Song stops making music or he goes back to it. Just do it for me. Yeah. That's really, really it, man. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Thanks for chilling with your boy one more time. I really just had to get this out of the way so that I could produce what I want to produce next week. 
Uh, and you guys will see that when it gets here. But shout out to you for making it to the end of the podcast. Remember, dollar sign Troy track select on the cash app. Put some money in there, man. Help me get out the hood. I'm struggling. Um, anyway, yeah. So I will see you next week. Peace.